Greetings and welcome to the AVOD. I'm Count Vargelon. I'm DM. And it's Christmas time at the AVOD, which, of course, you know if we you listened to last week where we already started our month of Christmas episodes. But uh, I'm very excited about this week because we're not talking about uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> no, we're not. So, you know, yay on us. Yay. I was about to say... Because there aren't any other Mel Gibson Christmas movies. And I'm like, Lethal Weapon? Obviously? <laughs> yeah, I suppose we could watch and talk about that. That's uh, that's something we'll get into later. Like The, <laughs> the big debate, is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie? And the answer, of course it is. Right. Literally ends with him giving Danny Glover a Christmas present. Couldn't be more Christmas if it tried. Uh, but anyway, before we get into all of that conversation, it's time for some random crap, of which I believe you have none? Zero. Okay. Then I'm just going to quickly recommend everyone play the game Returnal. Uh, this is this was kind of a big deal like a year and a half ago when it came out because it was one of the only exclusives for the PlayStation 5, like a game made specifically to tax the resources of the PlayStation 5 and only be available on the PlayStation 5. There just aren't a ton of games like that. And I will say this about it. It is gorgeous, but more than that, it is just a really well-balanced third-person shooter. Now, I personally feel that like third-person shooters should all have uh, like lock-on aiming so you don't actually have to manually aim at enemies. But And you might say, well, that's just because you're bad at it. And I would say, there's some truth to that. But I have, you know, delved through this game. It's a gig like just a huge roguelite. So you're constantly going back through the same maps over and over again, fighting the same monsters, but in slightly different. Um, the word I'm looking for is layouts, like map layouts, mm -hmm. right? And so it it keeps things very interesting. And it just gets better and better. Like all the best roguelites, it gets better and better the longer you play it and the more areas you open up. The story is a bit of um, one of those video game things where it's oblique for the sake of being oblique. Like, they're like, half the fun is just figuring out what the story is about. And I'm like, or you could just tell me the story. Right. You know? <laughs> you could also just tell me the story. That'd be fine, right? Uh, but... I will say, I, I think it's great. I think it looks gorgeous. I'm not going to say it's worth getting a PlayStation 5 just to play this game or anything like that. But if you have a PlayStation 5, there's no excuse for not picking up this game. It's on sale for the Christmas season right now at half price. That's what I bought it for, and it's totally worth it. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, although if you do buy it, don't buy the special edition. They're like, uh, the special edition... Like, one of the best weapons in the game, which you normally have to unlock late in the game, you just start being able to use right from the start. And I'm like, that's not worth... As someone who has now played the entire game from beginning to end, that ain't worth 15 bucks. So unless oh, you were, like, okay. desperate for, like, a soundtrack and some, I don't know, digital tchotchkes, the, the perk you get, it's a gun that is, yeah, it's really useful, but you're gonna get it as you play through the game anyway, so don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So okay. yeah, Returnal, check it out. I thought it starred Gwendolyn Christie, but no, it just stars a woman who looks a lot like Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't know why that was important to me, but she looks a lot like Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on, I believe you have a list. 
I do have a list. So today's list comes to us from fictionhorizon.com. I've never heard of fictionhorizon.com, so please. Me neither. Uh, And this is the 10 best zombie Christmas movies of all time. Aww. I think we might have an addition to that list. But anyway, we'll get there. Well, let's see. Uh, Okay, so we actually, we begin with number one. Okay. Come on, man. Like, (laughs) get it together. Right? All right, I know. Like, what's the point? Why did you need to look at the rest of the list? I know what you think is the best. I can go home. Unless they think that these are all equally great and they're just giving them numbers to make it easier to read a list. No, I doubt that. All right, what is it? Okay, so number one is Anna and the Apocalypse. Great. Uh, yeah, great movie. We covered it here if you want to listen to our episode of us just gushing about how much we love this movie. <laughs> So good, great songs, legitimately funny, legitimately affecting, just fantastic movie from beginning to end. Correct, yes. Okay, after that we have A Christmas Horror Story, which you still haven't seen. Which one is A Christmas Horror Story? It's the one, it's an anthology. Okay. Well, it's embarrassing that we haven't seen it, we might get around to it finally this year. Oh, it's good. I, okay. I really liked it. Okay. I have a t-shirt from it. <laughs> okay, you really liked it. Wow. Well, no, it was it was a giveaway. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> right? Someone was launching t-shirts uh, at the audience, and I got one. Okay, well, that's fine. Then. <laughs> All right, okay. next up. Next up, Rare Exports. Uh, yeah, love me some Rare Exports. I think that thing's fantastic. Big fans of this one. Yeah, really good movie. Okay, now it gets a little strange because I don't think this is a zombie movie. A Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, there are zombies in it. They're like, like the the singing shrunken heads, and I think she's technically a zombie, like all Frankenstein's no, doll. But she's also a Frankenstein because she's, she's got stitching. She, no, but she's a doll that's been brought to life. She's full of stuffing. Oh, you're right. She is. Yeah. But there are, I mean, there are zombies in it. Because there's living stuff like shrunken heads. So there are zombies in it, but you're right. Calling it a zombie thing is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I don't don't think that counts. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful movie. Oh, I love it. I'm not complaining about the movie, but we're talking about does it strictly adhere to the criteria they've set up? And I don't think it does. I think you're right. And I don't think so. Yeah, All right. exactly. Okay. So after that, we have something called Stalled. I have never heard of this. What's yeah, it about? Yeah, me neither. So this says, uh, zombies infiltrate a Christmas party. Yeah, why would it be called Stalled? <laughs> I don't know. The weird title, guys. Maybe it makes sense if you've right? seen the film. But yeah, Stalled is a weird thing. I thought it was going to be uh, like well, a train that gets caught in a... Uh, no, winter passing because, is taxed by zombies. Well, it has... I think the hero is trapped in the bathroom. Oh, okay. That's fine, then. Yeah. So it's a pun. All right. There you go. It is. All right. Next up. Okay, next. Silent Night, Zombie Night. Uh, love the title. Haven't heard of the film. Is it recent? 2009. Oh, so no. Nope. Uh, Silent Night, Zombie Night. Again, really good title. Like, no notes on that title, but uh, I have not seen this thing. Does it list anything about it or who it features or anything? It says uh, two cops, 
in the middle of the job during Christmas, there's the zombie apocalypse, and they have to, they're trapped inside an apartment. Oh. Okay, so it's going to be oh, much like Stall. Oh, here, oh. they're trapped with a woman they both love. What an unfortunate so, coincidence. Yeah. Rivalry thing, I guess. I feel like we're going to have, uh, yeah, well, I mean, if they couldn't afford to leave the apartment, they need something to create drama, so, you know. I'm thinking what, this the, might be a my, my. You have zombies. You don't need anything else. I don't. I know that, and you know that. But Bullshit. love triangle. Well, that even happens in Anna and the Apocalypse, though. That's a little bit different. It's completely different. Well, actually, we don't know. This might also be a sweet <laughs> musical. Like we don't actually know that it's different. <laughs> no, I was going to suggest that the Anna and the Apocalypse love triangle that exists is well established and well developed which it this might be as well i mean we haven't actually seen this movie no we so. haven't i'm passing judgment <laughs> you're passing judgment sight unseen <laughs> literally okay so All okay right. number seven Ooh. christmas zombies well you know what at least the title is extremely literal if nothing else <laughs> It's got that going for it. Christmas zombies. What does it say about Christmas zombies? It says, there is a Christmas elf named Stuffy who gets fired by Santa. Oh, no. He finds himself in the employment of a zombie boss who helps the disgruntled elf in his revenge quest against the North Pole. Oh, my God. Stuffy creates an army of stuffed robot zombies. What? I think those are just robots, but anyway. (laughs) Like, I did come up with Zombots. <laughs> you did. Like, it's right there. <laughs> All right. Also, Vamborgs. Vamborgs. Cyborgs. Thank That's you very much. That was a nice connection there. Androids. Right. Phantom Fandos. Androids. And my favorite, Weratons. <laughs> it's a werewolf automaton, in case you were wondering. In case you are wondering where she was going with that one. All right. Uh, next up. After that, we have a cadaver Christmas. Oh, good. I'm glad it's on the list because this movie yeah. is pretty great. Yeah. Spoiler alert for like 20 minutes from now. We're going to love. We're going to talk a lot about how much we love this movie. <laughs> yes, we are. So we'll we're just going to that. We're going to get through something else first. Yeah. Is that the last one on the so, list? No, we have. Okay. I think the list was 10 or 11. Okay. And next uh, is? 10. There All were right. ten of them. I can't even remember how long the stupid list is. Oh. Okay, number nine, A Christmas Tale. Oh, what is that? So, I don't understand what this person is trying to say with this sentence. Please. A Christmas Tale is actually a foreign film that is able to tell a good and gruesome tale of a zombie attack in the middle of Christmas. Are what? you sure this wasn't translated, like, really poorly? Because that's, that's a weird sentence. It's a weird, it's just a weird thing to say. Yeah. It suggests that foreign films can't be about be that. About zombies and or Christmas. I know. Like, I'm not that surprised that you're not familiar good. with rare exports. Foreign movies can't be good. They can't be, can't make a good zombie movie if you're not American, I'm assuming. Which is kind of an insane thing to suggest. Although the person who wrote this list has, like, the most Scandi name ever. So. Oh. I don't, Maybe it is just a really poor job of translation. Hmm. No, I think this whole thing is written in English. Well, no, it's written in English by someone who's not great at English. 
Yeah, it might just it's be just, non-native it's for just having translation. the word actually in there is confusing a things quite yeah. a bit. Totally. Anyway, the movie actually sounds kind of good. <laughs> it does. <laughs> what happens in the movie? So it says here, a group of friends in a small coastal town in 1985 stumble upon a woman dressed like Santa, trapped in a hole. Oh. So they go to the police and find out the woman's a dangerous thief. Oh no. They decide they want to try to force the woman to give up her loot. So oh they turn God. her into a zombie. What? <laughs> <During a> ritual. <laughs> and then she goes after them, right? Because she's a zombie. That's terrible. Who are these people? I don't know. I'm now on her side. I'm on the zombie side. Right? A wow. Christmas tale. All right. All right. That remember honestly that sounds like kind of fun. Like I might be right? down for that. Yeah. Christmas tale. When's it from and okay. where's it from? I don't know where it's from, but it's it's when is 2005. Okay, keep an eye out for a Christmas tale. Nice. Christmas tale, yeah. All right. And then finally we have Christmas with the Dead. Nope. Means nothing to me. Have you seen this? Well, Chris Alexander, who is editor-in-chief of Fangoria, thought it was hilarious, scrappy, and even creepy. Ooh. In that order? Nice. In that order. (laughs) Even creepy. It even manages to be creepy. Tell me more. the qualifiers. I know, right? (laughs) Oh, it happens. Uh, But yeah, that, okay. That might be fun, too. I gotta say, we've got some good, I, I thought we had seen all of the zombie Christmas horror movies. Turns out I was very wrong, and I'm kind of interested to check in on some more of these. Especially right. a Christmas story. Like that a sounds Christmas like tale. a Christmas tale. Sorry, obviously Christmas a Christmas story is already a movie. Very different movie. One hundred percent. All right, uh, but I got to say, Christmas and zombies are two great tastes that go great together. Do you think there's they're making any more movies like that? I guess I hope so, considering my feelings on zombie movies. Um, but I, I can't say for sure because this week's upcoming horror movie is called Cocaine Bear. Oh, I'm so excited for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about Cocaine Bear yet. I this is I don't know. I've never heard of this. Oh, you haven't heard the entire story of, oh my God, it's been all over the internet for like three years. Stories about Cocaine Bear. Never heard of this. I can't believe we haven't heard, talked about Cocaine Bear. God. Yeah, I'm very excited about Cocaine Bear. A bear eats a ton of cocaine and goes nuts on a kill rampage. Yes, please. <laughs> That's all the movie we need. <laughs> so this comes out in February. Oh, okay. We don't have to wait too long then. 73 days, according to the countdown. Nice. Who ended up starring in Cocaine Bear? Ray Liotta. What? Yeah. In his last film? I guess. I I thought it would say something to that effect on here, but it, but it doesn't, doesn't mention The fact that, that it might be his last performance. Yeah. Well, I mean, given him being in, like, the most coked out movie of all time, or second most coked out movie of all time, yeah, I can see why you would put him in Cocaine Bear. Sure. It's okay. Uh, the, I gotta say, I was already excited for Cocaine Bear, but finding out it stars Ray Liotta, Liotta has, like, tripled my expectations for this movie. So, this is directed by Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I didn't know that. You didn't? Oh, she's been, again, all over Twitter promoting Cocaine Bear. Oh, shit. That's well, how I don't I follow her on it. Twitter, so. 
Yeah, no, she uh, she's been directing for a while now because she made the Pitch Perfect movies, and I she don't... made Pitch Perfect two and tra- the new Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay, she didn't make Pitch Perfect one. Sorry. No. Uh, but yes, and the new Charlie's Angels, and okay, the new Charlie's Angels wasn't fantastic, but apparently Pitch Perfect two is fine. Oh yeah, it's great. I haven't seen it because you know, um, actually, I don't have a reason for not having seen it. <laughs> Oh, wait, <laughs> Mad like Max was gonna... at it. No, I was going to say something horrible. No, like Mad Max was out at the same time, but it's not like I could only go see one movie ever. <laughs> I don't have a reason for not having seen Pitch Perfect 2. I'm sure it's well, fine. you should watch it. You should watch all three. Have yourself a Pitch Perfect evening. There we go. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Uh, but the point is, uh, I think that, you know, it's going to be really exciting. It's a very, very intriguing premise. Bear gets coked up and murders a bunch of people. Like, that's that's a movie we haven't seen before. So I'm very also, much here for it. based on a true story. I know, that's my favorite part. So, that's, it's not, it's just crazy. Yep, based and on a true is, story. This is going to sound like I'm an idiot, and perhaps I am. Um, I didn't know that there were bears in Georgia. Oh yeah, there's bears all over. If there are <laughs> woods, there are bears, basically. I don't know why, just like... I don't know. Yeah. Not that I spend a lot of time in Georgia. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I will be going there in the new year. Oh, um, watch out I'll for watch bears. Out for cocaine bears. Yes. <laughs> cocaine and otherwise. Just watch out for bears generally. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. But, of course, we do have some movies we did watch this week. So we let's did. get started yeah. with... Krampus Origins. Which so, is almost a movie. Oh, okay. Do you remember the other Krampus movies you've seen? Because we've seen a handful. We've seen a few Krampus movies, including Krampus. Including Krampus, which yeah. is easily the best one. Well, obviously. Come on. No one's going to fight you on that one. <laughs> it's a really good um, movie. And for a moment there, I thought that all of these movies were related to each other. All the other Krampus movies. Because they all have very similar box art. No, they're just all ripoffs of, e- of Krampus. They're just, it's all just the same, like, Photoshop template. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and Krampus is copyright cleared, so anybody can make their own Krampus movie whenever they fine. feel like it. No, it's make great. Make all the Krampus movies you want. I'm 100% <laughs> in favor of it. It's not a yeah. criticism, just an observation. But maybe when it comes to designing your art, think <laughs> Go for something a little more box. original. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> you shocked Sorry. and dismayed all of us, so... <laughs> Bravo. Uh, And I'm not even high on painkillers yet. Yet? Ooh. (laughs) Someone just mapped out the rest of their day for us. That's right. All right. Give us the Um, 411 on Krampus Origins. Okay, here we go. Some orphans get a hold of a book that brings Krampus into the world. That is true. That's what happens in the movie. I don't know why they're orphans. Don't know why that's important. Or why there's so many of them, or, you know, just like, just a, just a gaggle of orphans in this movie. Well, they gotta live somewhere. I know, it's just just like, it it seems like it's expensive to have a ton of kids in a movie, if they're never gonna do anything or be part of the story. (laughs) You know? Well, you need to establish that this is an orphanage, and you need, like, there would be three main characters, but you need background kids, too. You do. I'm just like... (laughs) But what I'm saying is, is anything gained by it being set in an orphanage? No. 
Yeah, that, it, that, that was my point. Like, you've chosen a really expensive setting, and I'm not sure why. And I mean, I think the logic is, uh, well, the K- Krampus mythology is that he has to abduct children. And they wanted yeah. to keep that part of the mythology, even as they abandon every other part Everything of the mythology and transform yes. into a create a creature from beyond space and time. Yes, that was captured by the fairies. Thank <laughs> you very much. So anyway, there is like, this creature that movie. from beyond Can I space see and time. Fairies versus Krampus, please. I know, right? Make that happen. Uh, it was a very weird way to start, uh, not to start a movie, but to like, when you get to Krampus's origin story, you're like, what, what am I watching exactly? <laughs> what is going on? I here? thought I was watching a very different movie and then that happened. Okay. So it starts, um, <laughs> for no reason, this movie is set during World War One. I. I say for well, no okay. reason. It's because the filmmakers had access to yes. a really old building and a really old car. Yes, and I think, and because maybe this building might have been once upon a time an actual orphanage. It might have been. I could see that. Maybe that's why it's set, partially why it's set in an orphanage. Okay, I could see that. But then why would all the doors have windows if they're bedrooms? I don't know. And that's why I think it was more likely originally a hospital than an orphanage. Oh, maybe. That would make sense. Yeah, just the way a bunch of those rooms were organized, I could see that have originally being some kind of a hospital or lion place. Maybe. But yeah, because it's like every door in this place has a window in it. And I'm like, that's not great if you want to, you know, have any privacy at all as a child. Right. Yeah. But like size wise and look wise, this absolutely could have been an old timey, like turn of the century hospital. Yeah. Could have been an old timey anything, quite really? honestly. It's just a big box full of rooms. <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, good looking building. They had a nice location, you know, yeah, all those great, warm fun wooden floors. Oh, I love that they had the old car in there. That made me so happy. That was great. Yeah, but it's like it could have been a children's hospital rather than a uh, an orphanage. An orphanage, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, So, but it starts during it's. uh, So it's. I'm trying to think. Like, I guess it's right before the end of World War. It's 1918. Yeah, it's right before the end of World War One. December 1918. Is well, it can't be. Dis- well, no. the The start of the movie is end of October, early November, because the war was over by December 1918. Uh, and they're still fighting, and they're talking about how Germany's really close to surrendering. And then it. But takes they also place. say it's almost Christmas. They say the war will be over by Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Which is in a month and a half. So that's but the fair. dude dies on December 3rd. We have the date of his death. Yeah, and that puzzled me because the war had been over for a month by December 3rd. And I think like the filmmakers maybe don't... issue? Did I guess that right? Was it Lexington? No. Battle of New Orleans is what you think. Battle of New Orleans. Damn yeah. it. Where they didn't get word. No, that was almost a full month after the armistice, yeah. which is November 11th. Uh, okay. Which is why we have, spoiler alert, Veterans Day. Thank you. Yeah, some people don't know that. But that's why it's on November 11th, because it was... Well, they call it Remembrance Day here. I know. But in America, they call it Veterans Day. We call it Remembrance Day. And uh, see, in Canada, it's still just about World War I. Like, well, we no, they've talk... expanded it to include all All wars. fallen soldiers, yes. But all fundamentally, it, yes. we... we... No, in the UK, it's still Armistice Day, yeah. and they haven't branched out from that. I'm like, you know there are a lot of other wars after that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. A well, lot I mean, of soldiers that you need to it's true but um yeah 
fundamentally, uh, World War One was so shattering to England and that it was like the destruction of an entire generation of the upper class and triggered the loss of the empire that they're still kind of mourning a lot of stuff on Armistice Day. <laughs> Like, before World War One, there was a British Empire. After World War One, there wasn't a British Empire. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's a big deal for them. World, uh, Remembrance Day in a way that it isn't... Sorry, Armistice Day. In a way that it isn't for anybody other than England. But the point is, uh, they do this raid on a German base and shoot a bunch of dudes. Base. Uh, I know, okay. Just like basement it's a basement okay they're in a basement i'm not gonna try and pretend <laughs> they're not just basement, in a basement some where industrial a, building they had access to for about 10 minutes where a madman is trying to use a magic book to summon <laughs> krampus yes and so one of the soldiers uh after they've shot the guy before he can summon krampus grabs the book and the amulet he had and so then another uh back when they're at base uh, another guy is, uh, one, their commanding officer says, Hey, you were supposed to turn all the intelligence over. And the guy's like, it's obviously not intelligence. It's some kind of a German fairy tale book. And he's like, give it to me anyway. And this guy puts it in his bag along with the amulet in order to turn it over to his commanding officers later. But and then they get five minutes done. later, they all get shot by the Germans. <laughs> so yes. he never has the chance to turn it in. And when his body's found, the authorities think that that was his property the amulet yes. and the thing and so they send it to his wife who has just taken a job working at the orphanage am yes. i i'm tracking all of this correctly the only the only mistake is that the brit uh, no americans i want to say british because that guy looks so much like rory oh I'm my like, god it's insane is is he in this movie <laughs> Why would he be in this movie? No, he, he's not. He just looks uncannily like he's him. He's a doppelganger. It's, oh, my God. It's crazy. It's hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> So cruel. So, but they're, no, they aren't back at their, like, their base. They're still in the British, oh, ba or sorry, the German right. basement. Right, and they're that's still in the German basement. I'm like, the Germans show up and are them. so easily to come and get them. Yes. I thought they had gotten yes. back to their base, but I guess no, you're no, right they're cooling they their heels in the basement. <laughs> Waiting for a rescue that never arrives. Aww. <laughs> Poor guys. <laughs> so, All right. meanwhile, back in Arizona. Back in Arizona, this woman has gone to start her new job as a teacher teaching at an history. orphanage. Yes. I think, I mean, they're uh, young enough they, kids that she's going to be teaching a lot of stuff at the orphanage. The the mother superior there is, she she gets very upset when she learns that this woman hasn't cleared it with her husband that she's taken on this job. It's like, lady, it's none of your business. Well, especially because it's like, yeah, and you hired a person on your own without your pretending male superior while so, pretending to be the guy right? doing the hiring. Maybe. like. Maybe don't. Dial back the judgment a little there, <laughs> yes. woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird plot moment, actually. That's strange. Yeah. And it turns out that the, uh, the priest is a drunk. Yep. And, like, the causes for his being a drunk and any of that, that'll never come up. He's just a drunk and he's just unreliable. Yep. He's just an unreliable drunk priest. Uh, so then we get introduced. Run the orphanage in his stead. Anyway. In his stead. Yeah. So then the woman, so 
she's notified of her husband's death. And this is like where everything sort of breaks down. Pretty, pretty it's, rapidly, it's really, I would say. It's really sad. Yeah. And she does a good job of being very upset. But the the soldier who comes to read her the letter yeah. from the general and present her with the flag just sort of like dumps all of the stuff in the classroom. It's like well, that's just the weird part. He leaves the room, so he is in a room with her with a flag and uh, her f- husband's effects effects. Yeah. And instead of giving them to her, he takes them. He leaves the room. And for no reason, walks into the classroom and just dumps it all on the it's desk. Like, oh, I'll just leave this here. Like, it's like, she <laughs> she has a room. You're in the office with her. Just give it to her. Just give it to her. Or just leave it on the table in the office telling her, take it, you know, wherever you want. I don't know why he walks through the orphanage. I'll tell you into why. The class. Oh, well, I know why. Yes. Because the, the the script needs the kids to get a hold of the book so they can summon Krampus. That's why know, he's that in, the, in the classroom. So stupid. It is. And the then, is. even worse still, the the two characters who are the most likely to be able to read the book yeah. and accidentally summon Krampus don't go anywhere near it. And nope. it's some other chick who's up to no good. And steals so there are the these two girls who are like apprentices God. of the witch who works at the uh, <laughs> yes! orphanage. By the way, a witch named Nan works at the orphanage to look out for kids. Oh, her name's not Nan. Is she, her name not Nan? No. What was her name? It's like Mina or something like that. Something like that. But anyway, the yeah. point is, uh, yeah, a witch works there, by the way. And it sounds like we're exaggerating, but no, it is literally everything about her is formatted to be like, no, this is a witch. Love that they have a witch working at the the Catholic orphanage. The Catholic orphanage. There's just a witch working there. Such a weird choice. Hey, witches gotta work. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm not begrudging her a job. I'm just saying it's weird. It's weird that the Catholics would hire her. Yeah. yeah, to clean the kitchen. But exactly. She's real good at it. I don't know. But she uses she her also, witchy magic. Her domestic magic. Thank there you. There you go. Uh, what's interesting is she also, um, essentially because the not seen uh, nurse is terrible at her job, she also nurses all the students using her herbal poultices and whatnot. And as you say, Love given, given all you. the books and given all the books she has about magic, you'd think the two girls who want to be her apprentices would be the ones who grab the Krampus book and accidentally do it. But no, yeah. it's no. the bitchy girl who constantly narks on everybody <laughs> who steals the book and then also grabs and then also steals a German translation book so she can read old German. Wow. Like, She's hooking up with a townie. Well, she's hooking up with a townie. Like, what? Where is any of this coming from? What is the point? What is going on in this movie? And then, oh like, the guy God. is is bored because she won't make out with him because she's busy trying to summon Krampus. And then she summons Krampus. <laughs> and then uh, they both get and kidnapped then- by Krampus. And then a little, a mysterious boy shows up at the orphanage that same same night. night. Um, And I'm like, by the way, I don't really understand why Krampus comes into the orphanage pretending to be a little boy. Yeah. Like, at that part of the plot, I mean, I think it's just like, we want to do a creepy kid sequence, so they just did a creepy kid sequence. But it's not like he pretends to not be evil at all. 
he shows no. up and he's super him. evil to everybody just, constantly. Just look at that kid. That is evil incarnate. Yeah, like this right is there. a monstrously evil kid. And it's the only way you can re- <laughs> relate to him at all that from the minute you see him afterwards. Like, way to go casting the most evil looking kid in the world yeah. movie. But there's no mystery about what's going on the second he turns up. Yeah. And then like him pretending to be a kid will not be a big part of the movie. No, it doesn't. He gives it up immediately, immediately. almost. No, it's in service of nothing. I think it just lengthens the running time, I guess. It honestly does. I mean, and this film is struggling to cross that 80 minute mark, by the way. This this film has some real troubles getting over 80 minutes. I think that's fair to say. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) When we're talking about all of the filler in it. But anyway, so the kid sees the witch and the witch just immediately flops over. The minute she meets the kid, she just flops over and goes into a coma because he used his, you know, demon powers on her. And so now they have to like, uh, and so now there's this side plot where the, uh, the two assistants and their friend who's a stutterer, uh, have to go and like find the ingredients to cure someone who has, who is caught in an unnatural sleep. And which they do, I which mean. Which they do right away. They do right away. There's no real. Yeah, there's no, I mean, it doesn't become like a quest or anything. They're like, no. uh, we need the tale of a, a needful creature. And like, what's a needful creature? The picture is the rat. Okay, well, I'll just go kill a rat then. It's fine. Yeah, there are <laughs> loads of rats out back. Well, you know. It's not going to be an issue at all getting this rat tail. Don't worry about it. I'm like, so thanks they for revived, cutting yeah. off the drama there. And they revive the witch. Yep. And then they battle Krampus. <laughs> yep. It turns out the uh, the amulet that the woman thinks was her husband's is actually an amulet to control Krampus. So Krampus can't hurt anyone who's wearing, wearing the it. amulet. But you can't control. It's just protection for yeah. Krampus. It's no. not control. No, no, exactly. You can't control it's Krampus. It's just protection. And so, so then <laughs> they just, yeah, they find the Krampus goes around laser blasting everybody. Yeah. He, well, no, um, he slashes the throats of all the adults. And he laser blasts children to hell. But he laser blasts the witch and she doesn't come back. Well, no, because she didn't, uh, she gets laser blast and set on fire. Because he can only take, uh, yeah, and you actually see her burning alive. Oh, okay. But all of the kids get teleported right away. Right. Yeah. So there, there's a, like a visual cue that she, no, she got murdered. I guess I just missed that part. It's anyway. not a big part of the movie. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I was about to say it's not an important part of the movie, which would allow you to say, oh, this movie had important parts? <laughs> uh, th- I will say one thing though. Um, one thing I liked 100% ironically, but I did, I did genuinely like it, even though it's how bad it is, is when, uh, she, sh- everyone is dead and the teacher goes to find out what's going on. Uh, and she goes and she finds the kid standing next to the Christmas tree. And the kid reveals himself to be Krampus. And then Krampus just gives like a speech explaining where he came from and what his motivations are and what his plans are. And he's like, who, what, where, when, how, I've got three pages of exposition to get through here. So could we just get through it as quickly as possible? <laughs> and I genuinely really had a good time with that scene. It's, it's just so bizarre watching this guy in a monster suit awkwardly try to pose and not move his mouth while a voiceover does yeah. all of the Krampus talk. Like, I don't know why, but I found it incredibly charming. So yeah, <laughs> my favorite part of the movie, honestly. 
Krampus's exposition. Just Krampus's endless exposition. <laughs> goes on and on and on i loved it it does it's very and then the guy who's doing the voice of krampus has this like very weird way of speaking (laughs) also and then like will lengthen out it's like it's like delivering a soliloquy basically yes he's like this is my big acting scene and i am gonna i'm gonna draw it out for as long as i possibly can (laughs) i got the whole screen to myself and i'm gonna you know make sure I leave it all on the table. Oh my God. But yeah, so I, I really enjoyed this scene. And yeah, it's in a joking way, but I did enjoy it and I had a good time with it. And then literally, uh, in an amazing coincidence, the teacher who we've been talking about this whole time can read and speak ancient German. Mm-hmm. In an amazing coincidence. Yep. So she runs out into a field and she just reads the passage for a banishing uh, Krampus. And then Krampus gets banished and all the kids come back. Yes. And that's that's the end. And the stutterer no longer stutters. Uh, yes, he has gotten over his stutter because he has, uh, you know, confronted... It was confronted... scared out of him, I guess? It was scared out of him. He, is, uh, he has conquered his greatest fear, being murdered by Krampus. And... <laughs> and he makes friends with the bullies. And he makes friends with the bullies who we hadn't mentioned up until this point because they are of no relevance to the plot. None whatsoever. Like, had again... Had the girl had like they somehow been involved in summoning cramp summoning Krampus, I would have been like, yep, something like that would have made sense. But no, like they are not relevant to the plot in any way, shape, or form. Nope. It's a very weird movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> oh, and then the uh, the teacher gives the uh, the medallion to keep Krampus away to w- the lead of the two assistant witches. Who, yes. And by the way, I'm only now saying she's the lead because she's the one who got the medallion. Both of the girls are fine, and either one of them could make a claim to being like the one who's in charge. But no, just well, one no, of because them the girl, the girl who gets the medallion at the end of the movie is the girl who's mixing potions at the start. That is, true. and her roommate is just like kind of along, along for, the, for ride. the ride. That she I doesn't have the same too. interest in it, and so yeah, um, it does make more sense that she gets. Yeah, it. you're right. So the the witch apprentice really is the one who has an interest in this stuff and a talent for it. So that said, she doesn't already know uh, ancient German the way the well, I she's got lots of time now to learn how to read those runes. That's true. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Krampus origins not great. I think that's the it's nicest. It's not great, thing. but it's like not. A to- not it's bad a either. We've seen worse Krampus movies. We've seen I much think. worse Krampus I don't really movies. remember that. Like, there's, there's never going to be a worse uh, Christmas movie than that one about the elves. Remember about oh, the, like, the, yeah. the elves and, like, that the elf dolls? Bad. Yeah, it's just basically unwatchable. Like, so, yeah. yeah. We're never going to see a movie that bad, and this is nowhere near that level. But this thing is, um, it's kind of formless. It is very undirected. The threat shows up way too late in the movie and then is defeated almost immediately. Like there is so, it is such a long walk to get to the villain even showing up. And then the villain never really does much. Yeah. It's a very weird movie in a lot of ways. All right. So uh, that was Krampus. Origins. Oh, I, I oh, also want to say, please. you know, you're not off to a great start when you're the opening call. Well, it's not a crawl title cards uh, have grammatical mistakes. Yes. Oh, my God. The apostrophe. Yes. The lacking. So I know. 
Oh, you don't want to see that. You really don't want to see that. Oh, my God. I know. Made me real sad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We did watch another movie. Let's get right to it. We did. As promised, we are going to talk about A Cadaver Christmas. Yay. Uh, We want to thank Rob for turning us on to this one. Oh, my God. This is so much fun. (laughs) Oh. So, here we go. Are you ready? For one hell of a synopsis. (laughs) A scientist experiments bring the dead to life on Christmas Eve. Oh, that's it? That's it. Oh my god, there's so much to this movie. (laughs) Oh. This movie um, is... It it began began life as a product of the 48-hour film contest. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I just thought that was, so I guess, I don't know, people liked it enough or believed in enough that like, you know what, we can turn this into an 84 minute movie. I totally get that. It absolutely has the the legs to do, uh, to justify it as can be proved by just watching this movie, which is just a, I mean, it's when it starts, you're like, okay, where is this going? And then it starts a little slow. It too. does. Like, the pa- it's like the pacing is off and the timing is wrong for a yeah. lot of the editing that's happening at for the, the start whole of the film. first section in the bar. Yeah. You know, and then only it's like, I get it. You're really good at racking focus. Okay. Good <laughs> for you. It's not easy to do. <laughs> but you need something more. But once they get on the road to the uh, once they, you know, have once they get through fighting zombies at the bar. And they get on the road to the university. I'm like, okay, I see what they're it doing here. Up. And it really yeah. picks up fast and gets good really fast. It, and I really, I think they did a great job. Having just dumped on the editing earlier, they yeah. did a really great job weaving in the past and yeah. the present. Oh, absolutely. So you keep flashing back as the janitor tells a story of what happened to him earlier that day and in the evening. Yeah. They do a really good job marrying that with what's going on in the present and stuff that happens in the past now has a consequence in the present and people you see hanging around earlier uh, and it's just it's it's very well done that's extremely well thought out yep and well put together in that sense oh yeah it's a very well assembled movie and i gotta say like so much stuff and i mean it's it's a horror comedy obviously in case we haven't made that clear <laughs> we might not have actually made it clear right now that it was a horror comedy let's call the cadaver christmas i feel like it's implied. Uh, no, I yeah, I want to say that, but I don't know that I can say that that's definitely implied by the name A Cadaver Christmas. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, we've had pretty stupid names on some movies. As <laughs> they don't always mean it in a fun way. Uh, but anyway, like it's, it is a horror comedy and it is, I mean, it's delightful. It is weirdly <laughs> delightful. It is, they yeah. do such a good job of building the comedy in really good ways and the setups and the payoffs. And as you said, a really good example of the, uh, like all of the characters we're going to see again later, like them establish, like the awkward establishing, like very pointedly awkward on purpose, the, why the, this place is going to be absolutely crowded with zombies on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Wait, right. it's a, it's a university at Christmas Eve. Why would there be any people here to get turned into zombies? And so you have increasingly contrived reasons for people to be there. You know why people are there. Although I wish we got more of what the, the frat boys were up to. Uh, yeah. What exactly was their prank? 
I don't know. I want that's. I feel like that's the one thing that's missing. Yeah, like they were supposed to have a prank that was part of the initiation to get into the uh, frat, but then like we never really find out what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and like they have the uh, okay, maybe we didn't need uh, there being a necrophile <laughs> in the back of the. Not just a necrophile. Yeah. I mean, that guy will have sex with anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was that was uh, freaky. That was a freaky sequence. I don't <laughs> mind saying. Yep. A little deeply unpleasant to watch. But it gave us boobs, I guess. You gotta have. They did boobs, need because right? yes, you're right. He fantasizes about the uh, the corpse and the the charred. It charred black corpse. He fantasizes that it's a beautiful woman, allowing to get some boobs in the movie. So there you go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> but it's like, I, I do like the um, that no one is at all concerned about his survival. No, nobody cares about this perf. Nobody cares if he they? lives or dies. Oh, no, they're <laughs> fine. But I just love when it's time to, oh, no, it's uh, fine. I'm going to sacrifice, we're going to get away by me sacrificing the pervert to the zombies. <laughs> And, like, no one hesitates for a second or questions that that's what he did. No. Love that so much. It was really unexpected. It was. It was completely, it was out of nowhere. Like, oh, okay. I guess, I guess we are going to be okay. He just killed the pervert. Uh, Like, oh, my God, the, uh, oh, the. The weird jokes about production that almost felt like in-jokes where they were like, uh, whether they were going to take the stairs or the elevator. Because <laughs> they take the elevator down and then they go up a bunch <laughs> they of they stairs. They go up a bunch of stairs. Like, <laughs> when they're taking the elevator down, the guy's going to be saying, we don't have to wait. These stairs are right there. We're just the stairs wait. right there. No, that's <laughs> a different point. That's a different part. Oh, you're right. No, that is a different part. There are two jokes about there are the stairs two and the elevator. About the stairs and the elevator. <laughs> But yeah, then they don't take the elevator and they have to go up the stairs and one guy is deeply out of shape. Yep. Oh my god. So wait, is he is he getting zombified or is he just really tired from coming up those stairs? <laughs> you don't know, honestly. <laughs> you don't know. Because it takes him a while to zombify. Oh, well, it god. happens really quickly for someone else. I thought the joke about the security desk was quite funny. Oh, uh, literally my favorite joke in the movie. When she calls, he, she's when like, she I'm calls the, the security, I'm calling the police. <laughs> and no one picks up the phone because she has explained before on multiple occasions that you can't dial 911 from phones. It goes to the security desk and I make the assessment about whether to escalate it to 911. <laughs> But then she calls it. And then she calls. They're not picking up. No, we're on our own. They're not picking up. Like it's so good. It's such that a good, good joke. joke. And it takes. And again, that is the like the sure-handedness of this script is like they wait the right amount of time to pay off these jokes. Yeah. Like yeah. they do such great. Like they wait such a long time for so many of these jokes, and it's so satisfying when they pay them off. Mm-hmm. it's just like i and the, i love the um the the mini joke in there with that character that she has got um that she has like a thing she says to explain why she should be in charge i am you know i am three years into a criminology degree and i've spent two and a half of them working as a security, security. guard. yes because it's like <laughs> and the, the subtext that she constantly has to explain to people why she's in charge 
Yep. It's such a nice little note. And the thing is full of character bits like that. Like his insistence on only referring to these as cadavers. Cadavers. No, so <laughs> zombies. Cadavers. Cadaver. But then when the when the living people, because they were dead bodies that got a parasite yep. put in their brain, but when the living people get turned into zombies, like, those no, are those zombies. are zombies. <laughs> We have to keep the terminology straight. (laughs) It's such a weird joke, and I loved it so much. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's just such a clever movie. Like, it really is. It's clever. It's ultra low budget. Like, this isn't a film that had a ton of resources to play with, but it uses everything it's got really well. They have a good location. Like, and they get the most out of this location. They're constantly going to different parts of this, I assume, actual school. I don't know. But it's like they got uh, yeah, no, a bunch of... Yeah, no, it's an actual... It is an actual school. school. Okay, but because they've got yeah. a bunch of... Ro- they've got a bunch of classrooms. They've got a bunch of hallways. They've got also... They've got stairwells. They've got elevators. Like, they've got the one location for the most part, but they do a really good job of exploiting it and giving basically giving it their all and making sure everything they yeah. can do with it they do with it and i was really impressed by that and like compare this to a christmas crime story yeah wherein they probably had more money to work with and I would as say we probably. said like the sound is really good and the lighting is really good but the camera works really flat and boring and in this movie that camera is all over the place constantly loved it and it, it looks great yeah <laughs> Well, and I mean, because they're not just moving the camera to move the camera. They're moving a camera up in pointed ways in yeah. purpose for the plot. Every time they do it, like they have thought this thing through. Yeah. And they've sort of captured the essence of these sort of like exploitation grindhouse movies that have really that dynamic cameras. Yep. So, oh, this is very yeah. much a, yeah. uh, you know, a, what do you call it? It is very much a Ted Raimi, pa- uh, Ted Raimi, oh my God, a Sam Raimi Sam pastiche. Raimi. It is very much a Sam Raimi pastiche. And you know what? It, I think it does a good job of it. It, you know, it, it acquits itself well working in that field. You know, yeah. this is one of the descendants of Evil Dead 2 in a way that we haven't seen in ages. Well, there's an Evil Dead poster on the wall oh, at yeah. one point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. I just think it's weird that we used to get so many of those little, uh, films that were so excited to nod to Evil Dead 2. Like, there was this whole, you know, decades of that. And it has, because of, you know, just the way time works and fewer and fewer people seeing the old movie, we are now past the point where the young filmmakers grew up on Sam Raimi movies. Right? And so you're like, it only, uh, it takes people who care about the history of film to go back and look at Evil Dead 2 and say, wow, this thing's amazing. And mm-hmm. do a tribute to it the way this is. Yeah. So yeah, that that made me really happy when I was watching it to see all of the Evil Dead 2 stuff in it. Right down to the main character being this guy who is just a blue collar guy, wholly unequipped for the situation. Who yeah. has to Although, quickly figure out what he's doing. There could have been... So when the credits roll, you get all... It's a news broadcast that you tune into. Yeah. And you get, you learn a little bit more about the different people in the movie. And then you find out what the janitor's name, because it's just the janitor throughout the entire movie. Yeah. And he's from a different town. And I felt like you could, like, if you'd wanted to, you could have slipped in that he was like ex-military or something like that. I'm like, okay. And it would have been fine, yeah. honestly. And I think, I think it actually kind of would have been a little bit fun also. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's just a dude. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. 
who never leans, leaves a mess uncleaned. <laughs> no. What does that mean? I know. <laughs> oh my I god! By the way, true. I just want to point out truly hilarious scene where he's explaining how he found out about the zombies. Or I was done cleaning, and then giant pool of blood on the like giant oh, I blood tracks and he's like oh great, great. such a good shot oh, of him moving forward and sweeping up more and more and then being like wait this isn't just a mess is it such a good shot <laughs> but the film is full of little great moments like that yeah yeah it's just yeah. so impressive anyway what did you call i don't remember what i was gonna say now something about the ending Talking about the janitor, talking about the ending of the movie. It's a broadcast. I don't remember. Oh, I'm sorry. That Honestly, was not my don't intention. remember. Oh, uh, wow. But yes, I, I did like the uh, getting <laughs> zombies back by like, oh, right. They did leave all of those zombies tied up in the bar at the start of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I guess we oh, all forgot about that. Okay. I remember what I was going to say now. Shit, I lost it again. No, I got it. Okay. The alcohol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the I, alcohol. Did, I did see that coming. I yeah. did see it coming and not only because i've seen the movie grabbers yeah and if you haven't seen grabbers you should oh totally that is a fun movie but yeah one of the members of the uh the gang here is just drunk the entire the whole time <laughs> the whole time <laughs> he is the deeply pathetic guy and uh i in the most we desperately want to do a sequel to this I've ever seen. Because it doesn't just end with a sequel hook. Ending with a sequel hook is fine. Maybe you want to do a sequel, maybe you don't. But while showing, going through the, uh, like the, all of the people who died, they got to their way to mention that the terrible cop is survived by his identical twin brother. Identical twin brother? <laughs> just like, oh, okay, so you want to do a sequel. <laughs> or else you wouldn't have gone out of your way to mention the identical twin brother who never appears in this film. <laughs> Sir not appearing in this. Exactly, book. right? <laughs> oh, but anyway, yeah, like Cadaver Christmas, so charming, so much yep. fun. Yeah. Just like it's it's the kind of thing we just I mean, I know this is a thing that gets said a lot, but it's true. It's the kind of movie we just don't get enough of. Just like yep. a fun party thing. And God, the running joke of the guy stealing stuff from the university in the background. Oh yeah. Yeah, the guy in the red hoodie. The guy in the red hoodie who keeps stealing things? <laughs> Even during the zombie battle? Yeah. Sweeps in, steals something, sweeps out. Like, what? Yep, gets the, he needs that stapler. He what did I just stapler. watch? <laughs> a thing that, uh, what did I w just watch? A moment you'll have a lot watching this movie. <laughs> so yeah, really good ride. I'm so glad we watched it. Rob was dead on about this one. Yes. And it's on Tubi, so it's yeah, available no excuse for anyone not to, watch to watch and enjoy. Easiest thing in the world. All right. So I guess that's that. Do you have any narcissism you would like to watch? Um, just recorded a new episode of Chicks and Dicks, so Ooh. stay tuned for that. It is a rough ride. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you, uh, would you care to let people know the theme of this one? So it is a book that turns out is not a romance novel oh at all in any sense of the word so it's sex in it and it's very pornographic sex but it not is a romance casual novel. and transactional damn yeah okay it is that book is rough 
and it gets dark. Oh my god. Oh yeah. All right. This should be a very interesting episode. (laughs) And I embarrass myself thoroughly. So That's what we're here for, fundamentally. (laughs) That's always what we're here for. True, I know it. I know it. All right. And of course, uh, check out Profiling Criminal Minds, where we're currently watching the new season of Criminal Minds, which should be loved by everyone. All right. uh, So I guess that's that. Is there any other way to get in touch with us? Oh, you can visit the Ava's blog at theava.com. You can stream all the episodes there and you can leave us a comment and tell us about how much you enjoy Cadaver Christmas. You can send us an email at theava.gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter if you're listening on app, rate, review, subscribe. I'm going to encourage you to do all of those things. And until next time, I've been Count Vargelon. I've been DM. Thanks for watching and have yourselves a great evening. Good night.